Hi, this is Rich. And this is Kyle. Welcome to episode 48 of Chew the Metal, a podcast where we take a deep dive into a rock or metal album and see if we can learn something. This week, it's Crisis by Alexis on Fire. Let's get into it. How are you doing? I am absolutely fine, Rich. We talked off air. I am currently ill. I've got one of those annoying summer colds. It finally got warm and my body was like, oh mm-hmm. no, you'd better have a cold, I think. <laughs> so I've got like, you know, the horrible sore throat and a creaky voice and a blocked nose and all that stuff. But yeah, other than that, absolutely fine. I was in Cornwall last weekend to see my family for the first time in a long time, which was absolutely lovely. Yeah. Um, we've got a friend staying with us and genuinely the biggest thing that's happened to me this week or the most exciting thing is that I watched um, Bo Burnham's new special, Inside, on Netflix. Oh. And... I, I've, I've thought he's a genius since I first watched his first special, uh, mm-hmm. which is called What. But what? this was like, this is a masterpiece. Is uh, it? Of, it's unbelievable, yeah. It, I mean, it'll like, it'll probably give you a nervous breakdown. It's basically a man having like, a, yeah, genuinely a breakdown over the course of a year inside his house. <laughs> like okay. it, starts, right. it starts off where he's like quite, you know, like having lots of fun with being inside. And yeah. by the end of the special, he's like genuinely lost his mind. And he's but just, is it, so what, so is him on like doing stand up but talking about that. Hey, so have you ever seen this have you seen what and, and no. make happy have you seen no. okay so his spe- his specials are quite like theater he does like comedy songs mm. and then between those songs he normally he normally talks a lot about like being a comedian and what like the sort of strangeness of an audience and because he came yeah. to fame on youtube so he grew he up on like the social yeah so yeah. he kind of has a weird complex about i mean i like an understandable of like a 16 year old who got famous on youtube yeah um and it's amazing like it's hard to watch, but it's so funny and it's so incredible. And it makes me realize I've wasted my lockdown. I could have made a special. I could have made a comedy special. Kyle, you've done more than that. You've made 48 episodes of a That podcast. is true. I've done way more than Bo Burnham. He can piss off. <laughs> He's done one special. You've done 48 episodes. <laughs> exactly. Ooh. But seriously, I would recommend everybody watch it. It's so good. Cool. My God. What about you? How's your week been? How are you? Uh, it's, it's been a pretty stressful week at work. I'm not going to lie. Um, it started off just like really sort of just intense. Like we were doing loads more car rigging and stuff. And obviously like oh. it was really hot. So we was like running around outside and yeah. just like getting a little bit red and like, you know, it was hard work and, and blah, blah, blah. And then just as the week's gone on, it's just gone more and more chaotic and, and crazy. So, uh, yeah, it's it's nice to have a weekend. That's for sure. Um, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I got home at like 2 a.m. Friday night, Saturday morning, yeah. sort of thing. And then yeah. Saturday morning, later on in the morning, I woke up again and was like, right, I'm going to drive an hour and a half and go to a barbecue. Oh, um, I mean that's that's good though after that week how was the barbecue yeah, it was lovely I haven't seen it was it was with all my schoolmates I haven't seen them for like well since before lockdown so for yeah. about a, a year and four months or something so yeah it was very long overdue and it was nice to see them got a lot of love for the podcast I'm gonna gonna just put that out there Woo, a couple yeah. more guests perhaps a couple more guests oh maybe maybe um lovely they did play some shikari at the uh, at the barbecue though right <laughs> just to just to rub it in your face probably yeah <laughs> you said stick a do on the rest of it's shit <laughs> <laughs> no yeah it was really good fun it was nice good I'm but happy otherwise to. uh we've been listening to crisis by alexis on fire we have um yeah an album you were familiar with i mean it sounded like it at the end of the last episode yeah i think we were both pretty 
happy to be getting this one by the sounds of it. I mean, it's anything after Disturbed, to be honest. But yeah, this was <laughs> yeah. this this especially this. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh great, it's not Disturbed. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Genuinely, yeah. Like anything could have come up, and I'd have been like, phew. Um, but yeah, have you seen them live? I feel like you've seen them live. Is this one I of have the seen them you've... live? Yeah. Um, you lucky that, man. That was part of the reason. I went to that one day at Reading that Metallica were headlining was because Alexis on Fire were reforming that summer. Theoretically, at the the time, they said they were just reforming for festivals that summer. So I was like, I have to go. And then obviously they have sort of reformed. They haven't actually released any... uh, I think they maybe released a single or two, but they haven't released an album since they reformed. Um, But yeah. So I'm, I'm keep, still keeping my fingers crossed that they release new music and they do an actual tour rather than just seeing them, you know, halfway down the stage at, at Reading. But uh, yeah, I have seen them. It was, it was very cool. It seems like after that and Funeral for a Friend, whenever a band says they're going to break up and then yeah. you go and see them, yeah. they don't really break up. It's true. So maybe okay. maybe you should just, if an ever band ever announces their final tour, you go see them and they'll probably change their minds. I'll do it. They go, that guy Perfect. is just having the best time of his life. Yeah. We, ca- we, can't we can't stop this. <laughs> we need to make another album, I think. Let's do it. Um, but it was it was weird seeing them because I I had come into Alexis, Alexis on Fire via their last album, Old Crows, yeah. Young Cardinals. Um, and then I'd gone... So I'd gone from that album, then got really into City and Colour, yes, which is course. Dallas Green's other band, which I'm sure we'll probably mention today. And then I'd mm-hmm. gone back to Crisis. So by the time I saw them live, I was sort of just used to Dallas. In my head, Dallas was like the main guy. And then seeing yes. him live, like obviously he's a big part of their music, but he's just the guitarist on the right of stage yeah. and he does yeah. some vocals. He's not the front man at all. And I was like, no. what are you doing over there? Get to yeah. the front. <laughs> Shut up, everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> Give him an acoustic guitar. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that, that's my history of... Alexis on fire. How about you? No, I mean I heard this could be anywhere in the world. Um, yeah, back back in the old Kerrang days, mm-hmm. but that was it. I knew that, and then um, I think it was just a band that I sort of I came the other way. Sorry, I got into City and Color. A friend yeah. of mine got me into City and Color's first couple of albums, and then you know just in a random search as you do, I was like, oh, there's this could be anywhere in the world again, and I remembered the song, and I was like, oh. The same man, and then yeah. from there, I think I bought I bought Crisis and Old Crows Young Cardinals. Yeah, like I remember their name being banded around when we were teenagers, like before I yeah. even listened to them. And I remember there was like a always a thing. I mean, there's definitely an answer to this, but I remember there was always a a question of is it Alexis on fire? Is it Alex yes. is on fire? Because it's all one yeah. word, and it was just like, mm. how do you say it? What do you say? Yeah. What do you say? What do you say? Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah. when I when like I literally first met Bex she was the person that got me into City and Colour so I was okay. like oh she likes Dallas Green so then like one of the first things I ever said to her was like oh do you say Alexis on fire or Alexis on fire and she was like <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> bye <laughs> I was like oh I'm just oh, trying to be cool <laughs> didn't work no has she, uh, has she got an opinion on that now? Get her in. Get her in the room. Let's ask. Uh, <laughs> I, well, I, I would imagine she would say Alexis on fire because it's the correct answer. Yeah. It turns <laughs> you never <out>. know. <laughs> you never know. So do you want to talk a bit about them as a band? Yes. So they formed in 2001. Basically, Ooh. a lot of their... Four out of their five members were in other bands. They all broke up at the same time. And then yeah. they were just like, we have to do something. And they all came together and, and made Alexis on fire. 
um, and they recruited a drummer to make the five of them. And they sort of did bits and bobs. Oh, we should say they're Canadian as well, because that's quite a big yes. part of their their thing, really, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And they made their self-titled debut album in 2000, 2001. Uh, sorry, 2002. Uh, then Watch Out came out in 2004, and then mm-hmm. this album, Crisis, came out in 2006. Um, and generally, yeah. like straight off the bat, like their first album went gold in Canada. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, they've sort of like straight off the bat, they've always been quite critically and commercially successful for like a yeah. Sort of, I mean, how would you describe them? Do you reckon they're post-hardcore? Yeah, they've got like a real punk edge, don't they? Yeah, they're very like, punky, yeah. yeah. Especially this album. Yeah, God, especially this album. Yeah, um, I'm not too sure. I, they're quite hard to categorise. I think that might be one of the reasons that I, they sort of slipped me by. Because I think mm. in 2006, when this came out, I think mm-hmm. I was still... I was like in the new metal, but I think I'd transferred to full like heavy metal. Uh, okay. And then I was also getting into like grunge quite a lot i was getting into nirvana and soundgarden and that sort of thing and chris cornell an audio slave yeah and these guys don't really sound like anything else no you know that that i was thinking about and i think that's i think they just i think i liked this could be anywhere in the world but i was like oh that's a bit weird like yeah you know and i and i so i didn't dive in yeah i i think i was i would think i was listening to like very similar stuff but okay I i think i was listening to more sort of polished version like yes. versions of similar genres like i was listening to bands like rise against and mm-hmm. like just lots of bands where there was a clean vocalist and a screaming vocalist but okay there was a lot more i don't know i think there's a lot of there was a real push for that kind of music in the mid noughties and a lot of it was very like cleanly produced whereas this mm-hmm. album because it has that punkier side it feels a bit rawer which now i i sort of understand and really like but back then i probably would have been like well, this isn't as good because it doesn't sound as yeah. clean. Yeah, I don't think I've ever listened to any of the bands with that setup. I know there mm. is like a whole subgenre of like post-hardcore where it's yeah. screamed clean, screamed clean. Yeah. And I don't think, I think well, I think I've ever heard do it. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but that was both Matt Davies, wasn't it, I suppose? Who's who's doing clean? Did they did they uh, used to have a different guy doing clean? Ryan, the drummer, was doing the screams. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ah, see, I'd have never heard those two albums. So um, and know. there was bands like Atreyu. And they had yeah, similarly their drama did the screaming in that, which okay. was impressive. Uh, who yeah. else? Story of the Year. Did you ever listen to them? And see, I know all these names. These yeah. are old Kerrang names that passed yeah. me by. I didn't yeah. listen to any of them. Okay, yeah. fine. Um, yeah, so, so the lineup for this album was George Petit. Do we say Petit? Petit. I say yeah. I've been saying Petit all week. Okay, yeah. George Petit. He's the like frontman vocalist. Screams. Screams vocalist. And then you got Dallas Green on guitar and clean vocals. Wade McNeil on other guitar and other vocals. Yeah, it's <laughs> very confusing. Uh, Chris Steele on bass and yep. Jordan Hastings on drums. Who mm-hmm. um, he, he replaced Jesse Engelovics, who was the founding drummer, uh, who left sort of just before this album so this is jordan's first album with the band yes they had it will come up with one of the songs in particular later but they yes. had a bit of a an acrimonious split yes with, it does uh, sound Jesse. like it yeah so but we'll talk about that when the song that addresses it comes up i suppose yeah um i saw it was recorded at the metalworks studios in ontario yeah which i looked into uh, that place has won like Canada's best recording studio every year from 1998 to 2014. <laughs> I don't know right. why it got shit in 2015, but <laughs> maybe it closed down. Yeah, maybe um, it did. 
But I found a oh, list of gold and platinum albums that have been recorded there. And I mean, it's just ridiculous. Like the oh, number of lay bands. It on that me. Have... All right. Well, um, Crisis and Old Crows both were recorded there. Yeah. We Shall Overcome by Mr. Bruce Springsteen. Okay. The Chicago soundtrack was recorded there. Okay. Drake has worked there because obviously he's Canadian as well. Yes. Uh, Use Your Illusion Part 2 was recorded there. Bloody hell. Um, Celebrity by NSYNC, if we're, if we're going back in time. Uh, All yeah. Killer No Filler, Sum 41, because they're Canadian what? as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, the list just goes on. Rush recorded several things. They're Canadian? Oh, were they? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Prince did musicology there. So. I never think. I think if you told me that like a band is going somewhere to record, I would never think, oh, probably Canada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, not in a mean way, but just you think like, oh, they're probably going to Abbey Road or something, don't you? Like you yeah. think of these, you know, yeah, or if, like if you're gonna Sound make like City a, or whatever. Like a destination recording. Yeah. 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 I would never think that there's like a super famous studio that everyone like flocks to well, in Canada. That's recording so Recording cool. studio of the year, 16 so years go. in a row. So. 16 years in a row. Maybe it's the only one in Canada. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. Um, should we just get get into the music? Yeah, let's get into the music. Should we do? Do you want me to do a track rundown and then we'll? Yes, yes, you should. Perfect. So the tracks are: Drunks, Lovers, Sinners, and Saints. This could be anywhere in the world. Mailbox, Arson, Boiled Frogs. We are the sound. You burn first. We are the end. Crisis. Keep it on wax. To a friend and rough hands. There are also two bonus tracks, but they're not on the initial release, so we didn't. Yeah, they weren't on the CD that I had. So no, me neither. Okay, so, so straight into the. I mean, we do go straight in with. Straight, I was going to say straight in is the best way to to describe it. Yeah, it literally goes down, down. Like, <laughs> yeah. Second one. Yeah, it's a it's a big opening track, isn't it? It is. Yeah. So we should talk about right up top because mm. it's apparent instantly in this in this intro, the fact that they've got three distinct vocalists. Yes, um, and how and how it kind of works. So because I I saw that Wade was doing like backing vocals, but I feel like mm. he's doing an actual vocal part. It's, it's a bit like Mastodon where there's like three voices. Yeah, absolutely. I think in my head, George is like the full scream, like mm-hmm. the guttural, like really yeah. raw. It sounds like he's about to hurt himself. Yeah. And then Wade is like the more melodic scream. Yeah. Of like, like the like the, rough, like the shouty kind of gravelly. sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then Dallas is super clean. Wade sits right in the middle, in my yeah. opinion, between yeah. Dallas is super clean and... And I think all three of them get moments to shine and they take verses and they take choruses. Absolutely, and, yeah. The, the first voice you hear on this record is Wade's. How can he be a backup singer? Like, he literally sings the first, like, two refrains. Do up, do up, do up. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's really a smart way to open the album when you've got a setup like that of just, like, literally, you just cycle through your three voices. Go, like, this is yeah. what we're going to do, and this is who you're mm-hmm. going to hear. It's, it's sort of, yep. like, just setting things up a bit, like, on... Uh, Dream Theatre, isn't it? Just like, this is the vibe we're going for. Yes. Now yeah, sit absolutely. back and enjoy it. We'll see what we can do with it. But mm. yeah, it's cool. I love it. I think, um, I've said in my notes that I think if if George was the only voice, if Alexis on Fire was uh, like a hate breed-esque and he yeah. was the only singer, I yeah. don't think I could listen to them. I don't think. No. I know that's like the whole point of their band, so I'm not saying anything that's like original, <laughs> but I just mean if, if it happened that Alexis on Fire was just him singing, I don't yeah. think I would like them. Yeah. I think... I, I don't mind his voice, but I think it sits perfectly next to Wade's and Dallas's and it needs Absolutely. them to, to like make everything work, which again is obviously like the reason they are a band. But yeah, I just it just really struck me this week that like I love the way all three of them work together yeah. and I wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah, because I, th- I think I had, I sort of went back um, and had, I think I had their debut album, their self-titled one. And yeah. on that, it seemed like, I mean, it's even rougher sounding 
like yeah, generally. Gone. But I think it's very pro- prominent his voice, and I think there's a lot less. I, I might be making things completely up by now, but I think there's a lot less Wade back then. So it's literally like all George and a bit of Dallas. I think. Oh, okay. So it, it's a lot sort of more aggressive and and guttural mm-hmm. rather than I feel like by this point they've really hit this amazing sweet spot of like melody and mm-hmm. just like two or three different sort of angles to hit things yeah. from yeah yeah I, I would absolutely agree because Wade went on to sing for Gallows right he did After, yeah yeah which you'd think George would be more suited for that yeah yeah I remember I do remember hearing the first single with him as the singer and he had his own band as well didn't he because I read earlier that, that he had his own band and George played bass for them sometimes. Oh, really? Because I was, yeah, I was yeah. going to wonder whether George could, like, does ever play instruments. Yeah. All oh, right, that's interesting. So is he, is he still with Gallows then? No, I think, no, because Thingy, what's he called? I keep wanting to call him Frank Skinner and he's not, he's a comedian. What's his name? <laughs> Frank Carter. Frank Carter. I was going to say Frank Turner and then I was going to say Frank Skinner, both yeah, of which I are Yeah, I always called him Frank Turner. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Frank Carter, because he's got his own band now, right? Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes. He the didn't Rattlesnakes, rejoin yeah. Gallows, did he? No, he didn't. No, so yeah, maybe if Gallows still exists, maybe Wade is the guy that still sings with them. I'm not sure. Interesting, yeah. Yeah. So we've talked about the voices a bit, so that's good. We have. Um, and yes. then, I mean, just musically, they're just, I mean, the whole album. There's few songs where it doesn't just like hit you straight away or yeah. end in an abrupt way. Like they're all very, there's moments obviously that we'll get to, but generally it's just really like punchy, really punk stuff. Yeah, there are always, there's, there's, like you said, there's very few moments where it sort of calms down. Like yeah. most of the drums are like frantic. We should have a quick mention that Jordan, for considering oh. it's his first, he's incredible. So good, isn't he? I, yeah, to find out that he wasn't their original drummer, that he just sort of appeared for this album, like yeah. blew my mind because he's, uh, he's such a good drummer. Um, but he is like frantic most of the time, I would say. Lots of this album is just like, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Yeah. Just absolutely balls to the wall. Uh, and I am here for it. Yeah, he's very good. And I think all the musicians get perfect times to shine. Like even even the bass is like really apparent throughout the album. Yes. And it gets like, I don't know, there's there's actually a lot of moments. Like when we, when we say it's like really punchy and really hard hitting, it's not that it's just full band the whole time. Mm. It's frequently just guitar or just bass or just drums, but just one yeah. of them by themselves is just enough to just be like, oh my God, this is such an assault. Because they're yeah. all just playing with such, like, I don't know. There's just something yeah. huge about everything that they're all doing. Yeah, I love that you said as well, um, you didn't say lead guitar and rhythm guitar. Because I completely agree mm. with you that they're both just guitarists. Like in this song, uh, whoever is in the right ear is doing like a lead line over some the yeah. left ear doing like strummed really fast punky chords. But then in yeah. the next song, the left ear is doing a lead line and whoever's in the right ear is doing yeah. strums. And I love that it's just it just seems to be like, oh, I'll write the part for this one and I'll write, you know, it's not. Yeah, I think I was generally listening to it thinking that Dallas is in the right ear because the the lead lines that are in the right ear are much more his style of like bluesy, like almost like sorrowful like lead Mm. lines that somehow work in punk, which I don't understand. And then you just get a huge like hanging chord, which then like just like fades into the drums for this could be anywhere in the world. The dr- I love playing the drums to this song. Like it's so. I love playing everything fun. to this song. Yeah, like, true. Because it's, it's so. It's actually good. really easy on guitar. This song, but 
um, it's just so much fun to play. Yeah, absolutely. This is the thing you've said, like one of the things they do with the creating space is that they'll just do like stabs and then leave the space. Obviously, mm. it's really apparent in the intro to this when they're literally just going da, 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 do da, ba dum. But then like yeah. in the verses, like the it's just big strums are like really dee doo doo dee doo doo. Yeah. But they like to leave like really jaggedy dan dan da dan dan yeah. like that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's a cool sound that they've got because it is quite like jagged. That's a good word for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's quite yeah, it's not just like a but then I don't know, sometimes Davis's guitar does sound really warm. Yeah. There's some yeah. lovely like arpeggio stuff that pops in yeah. and out. Like it's it's a great mix. Yeah. But this this song's an absolute fucking tune. It's always been a tune. Yeah. See, I don't think I really knew this, even though this was like the song, like yeah. in the mid nine, uh, mid noughties. I didn't really know it back then, but I mean, you can just see why it was like one of the top post-hardcore anthem sort of things, can't you? Yeah, absolutely. And I love this. Has there's a few moments on the album with like push-pull, almost odd time stuff. This one isn't really odd time, but it's got the you know in the bridge when they do the, the... bridge is weird time. Yeah, isn't it? it's still in four, but it's just they're pushing the that really yeah there's a few I love that stuff because it's so unexpected when they're normally just going one two three four one two three four and then all of a sudden they'll throw in like oh here's a bar of three yeah I've I've always that that bridge I've always found like hard to count through because it's just slightly off yeah it's great it's it's so interesting yeah and it also opens up something for the album that they sing a lot about like places and like I mean that this I think this is this song is addressing the homeless problem in yeah. uh, Toronto, which is where they're mm-hmm. from. Um, but they they sing a lot about like cities and places and issues within those places rather than, I met a girl and then she didn't like me. <laughs> like City and Colour does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's awful songwriting there. Yeah, sure. Uh, but yeah, great song. Great song. I also feel like even well not not necessarily specifically that song but just generally the whole album i feel like obviously because like i mean george is the front man because he's like always center stage and he's yeah just the vocalist so he's sort of doing that can you give me two seconds i'm just going to see what my cat wants i'm just hoping he hasn't brought me something and he hasn't he's just he's just chilling yeah I, i feel like even though he is the front man and then wade and dallas are like guitarists who also sing i feel like they all know none of them like take over they Mm -hmm. all george knows exactly when it's like dallas's bit or wade's bit and but yeah i I think it doesn't feel like there's any ego in the band within those three Mm -hmm. voices it just feels like the three of them just fit perfectly together yeah it feels like they know the sound they want to make and they yeah. just make it, you know, without someone being like, but I wanted to sing this chorus. Yeah, exactly. But right now we're going to sing about fires, Kyle. We are. That intro. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good drum intro. Yeah, it's amazing. Jesus Christ. And I love how, I mean, I didn't realise until I was looking at the lyrics this week, like this is literally about setting fire to mail. Like, I mean, it's called Mailbox Arson, but you just yeah. think that, that that's a cool title. And it's, it's a just metaphor, that yeah. But yeah, it, it does, because they sing about like, you know, they've sung about Toronto and then there's a song later on where yes. they're singing about, like, a specific blizzard that happened. Yes. You, you think, oh, maybe this is something that specifically happened, but then, yeah, I don't know. It's difficult to know. But as a song, it's just, like, it, it's one of those ones, like you said, it just punches you in the face. <laughs> I feel like most of the album is just, like, it really doesn't let up. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, th- this could be anywhere in the world, has its moments of calm, but yeah. it's still quite 
like never nothing, nothing slows down on this album does it no which is pretty good it's great should we jump to boiled frogs which is a big old song yes this one is again it feels like it's got like a social commentary it seems to be about the workforce and like yeah over, you this know, is and, about like, george's father oh okay who um worked for a company making parts for refrigerators for like 26 years or something yeah and basically it sounds like when you are getting close to retirement they put you up for review like all the bloody time just trying yeah. to get you to like just trying to make your job hell to make sure you leave rather than stay until you deserve your pension basically like it oh, sounds like they just really try and just push you out for the last couple of yeah. years so they don't have to pay you a pension which is uh, pretty awful yeah um so i think it's about his dad's experience and and obviously like the whole that sort of workforce not just about his dad but just about that yeah. sort of thing and yeah. it's got this has got the perfect interplay of George does the scream verse and then Dallas does a pre-chorus and then Dallas mm-hmm. does the chorus but then the second time round Wade does the pre-chorus yeah yeah and it's great yeah they, they do do that a lot really well where they have the same section but then someone else will sing it and it just gives it this completely different feel obviously because mm-hmm. it's different voices yeah. but yeah I love it what I will say though is that I've never been much of a fan of the outro to this song when when the chorus ends and it goes half time and he just does the and it goes to that really weird like spacey I think I think because it's sort of Dallas over like a big sort of open spacey sort yeah. of feel like it's it does have like early city in colour like ideas in it so i, I yeah. think i've just sort of always thought oh yeah, like it doesn't feel weird to me because no i know that what he did exactly yeah even though it probably doesn't sit completely like with That's the album the maybe it's a lovely section on its mm. own but it shouldn't be at the end of boil in my opinion it shouldn't be at the end of boiled frogs it should yeah. either be its own thing or just not there at all true but then we just go so cool it's very cool isn't it also by this point of the album i realized that george's vocals don't like at all fit in the lines yes and they don't have any kind of structure do they sometimes they're like really squished in sometimes he's just holding some like holding some words to make them fit like make make them the right length it's yeah i think he's just like just going for what he's saying and then dallas comes in he's like i've got a melody i've got rhymes Yeah, I think that's why it works because I made a few notes of like, there should probably be less lyrics here. Like, he is absolutely like tripping yeah. over himself to try and get all the words in. Yeah, yeah, because you don't actually hear all the words that are written down. No, for sure. Um, and obviously, like last week with, with Disturbed, we were like, what mm. is he doing? Like, he's fucking yeah. scatting his way through these songs. Yeah. But I think the fact that it's like, here and gone because they're fucking punk as fuck. Yeah. And then and then Dallas comes in with this singable, you know, and it's yeah. kind of atones for what might be. So again, definitely. if it was if it was isolated, I would be like, "What are you doing?" But also, like, I mean, it's definitely the, the problem with Disturbed. <laughs> that, <laughs> the one problem case, with Disturbed. Just in case we hadn't mentioned it, like, George, <laughs> not that I have any problem with George's vocals in these, but his are like da 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 like that. Whereas David's yeah. would have been like da 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 da. Like yeah, that there's is no true. like yeah. breathing or like linking the words. Yeah, yeah. And every was... syllable is 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 like its own word when uh, exactly. David's singing. Yeah, yes. absolutely true. Exactly. Um, and I love the drumming and the bell in the the bridge. Yeah, so love it. Good, isn't it? Yeah, like that's just like a really fun touch of it. Could have just been like a really basic drum fill. It's just like let's just add a little bell in there. Yeah, but also it comes out of nowhere. Like, you're yes. not ready for them to just go, dan, 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 digga, digga, ding, digga, 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 ding. It's like, what? What the fuck? I get a little drum break. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's great. You've got to show him off. 
You do. God, I could listen to just him drumming, not just isolated drum tracks. Got to yeah. <laughs> and then we get into a song that's probably the first one that's not really like the rest of the album. Yeah, this is a real... I like that it's kind of midway, literally the middle song of the album, because it's mm. really, it's a really strange, like, side, like, almost an interlude, it feels like, uh, yeah. of, of between side A and side B. But I really yeah. like it. It's really cool. It's very good. I noticed that there's additional vocals on this song by uh, Jared O'Donnell from Planes yeah. Mistaken for Stars, but I don't know. I mean, the main vocal is George, is it? Or is it No, Wade? I think the, or- ho- the whole thing is him, as far as I'm aware. Well, I, I don't know why that. it says additional vocals. Yeah, because it's—I'm pretty sure he's the only person singing on this song. I thought it sounded different, but then I thought, well, maybe this is what George sounds like if he's not like 100. percent Yeah, like 100 miles an hour. I mean, yeah. I mean, I yeah. Everything says guest vocals, but I'm looking mm. at—I've been looking at the lyrics on again on Genius Lyrics, mm. and when a band has more than one vocalist, it tells you who's singing each verse. Very good. So assuming they're right, every verse says Garrett O'Donnell. <laughs> so interesting. Well, wow, he's got a really interesting voice. He does. I've never his band are called Planes Mistaken for Stars. Yes. Who I've never heard of. No, me neither. But he does have an interesting voice and it really it works over this strange music that, that comes mm. out of nowhere on this song. Yeah. Cause the song just sort of like elevates through levels. Mm-hmm. It just repeats the same section, but you know, like Jordan goes from basic drum kit to then just like loads of cymbals and it just elevates and then like the guitars get bigger and the voice gets bigger yeah but his voice sounds like i don't know it sounds really sort of dark and like almost strained Mm -hmm. to get down that that sort of quiet yeah it's which is why i thought well maybe this is george not screaming it's it's great though it's a cool song like you say it starts with just like low strumming and like the toms and after five songs of madness it's like what the hell is this yeah it's very cool and even even by the end it just gets kind of big but not fast you know it just sort of builds and builds and it's only two and a half minutes long it is yeah yeah it's sort of an interlude isn't it as you say yeah and then it's and then it's gone and then he never comes back and he's (laughs) we get back to alexis on fire what i really like is is what this song does. I don't know if we've had it much before. It's when you have a hard stop, but one of the instruments doesn't really do the hard stop. Right. So you've got the hard stop on this. It just goes, Dung, but then you hear the bass just go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like everyone's done a hard stop, and then he's yeah. sort of just half-assed it. To, just like, to be like, I'm, I'm in there last. Yeah. <laughs> just me. Um, also, yeah. next to um, uh, Garrett's, thing for additional vocals i've noticed that a guy called scott russell is credited as additional hand claps on the album <laughs> <laughs> well i'm so glad he was on it because it really i mean no one, no one's listed as lead hand claps so i don't know who's doing that <laughs> rhythm hand claps <laughs> oh, that's so good also we yeah. both just alternate alternately called him jared and garrett i have no idea what his name is i'm sorry yeah i'm just covering your bases yeah exactly i called him i called him jared but then you called him garrett so then i called him jared so then you called him jared yeah exactly so one of them is right i imagine yeah uh we'll never know we'll literally never know no and then we get to i mean this is the other thing like if we are the sound ends the first path interlude, mm-hmm. we are the mm-hmm. end would start this. You know what I mean? Like they're, I don't know if yeah. they're meant to be a piece, but oh. um, they, they do start with, this one starts with like a shuffle on the snare. Like that weird, you know what I mean? Like a hoedown feel almost. Yeah. And it starts with Dallas, which we haven't had at all by this point. Dallas has never opened a song. Which is mental. Yeah. But it is mental. Yeah. But it's, it's like, oh, yeah, right. we've had half the album and it's always started with George or Wade just, like, mm. kicking you. And yeah. then 
suddenly you get this, as you say, like, and, and Dallas singing, which is really interesting. But it still feels like, because the drums are like really going, mm. it still feels really fast and really... Yeah, you can feel like, something yeah. coming. It feels like they're going, so, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not just like, a, when they're not sitting back on the groove, it just feels like, oh, this is, this is about to kick off. And, and even though it's clean guitar, it's still like... Yes. Really fast. Really fast. And then it just has like the most chaotic chorus on the whole album. Because you've got both yeah. of them doing like full main vocals over the top of each other. Yeah, like four lines each, but yeah, yeah. like no one gives room for anyone else. It's really yeah. interesting. Yeah, it is. Because in my head, I always listen to it as, because George is screaming, in my head, I sort of analyse that as George just being another instrument. So I always hear Dallas as the lead and sing along yeah. to Dallas, I guess because it's more of a melody. Yeah, and then I I hear George's screams as just like a, another sound underneath Dallas, but I guess they're both front and center. Yeah, I would fucking love it if someone said, "Oh, I love this chorus," and then just sang all the scream parts. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, George does. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess that's his job. Uh, yeah, but just if you're in a car with someone and they're like, "Oh, this chorus is great!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is one of the ones. The second verse for this has some genuine odd time. Where it's got a bar of like a, a sort of five bar when it's going like yeah. dun, 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 like that extra yeah. one. It's so cool. It's so again, it's just it so you don't you're not ready for it. No, not at all. I love it. And then we get onto a song that is again about another sort of event issue city sort of thing. Um, yes, a- this is where I would agree. So just quickly, this is where I would agree yeah. with you about because the the riff starts in the right ear and it's a very Dallas, that like bendy. Yeah, it sounds very Dallas, doesn't it? Yeah, it's just so like grating and bending that. Yeah, that chord, isn't it? Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, sorry, but you were talking about the genuine social issues of the song. No, that's fine. So there there seemed to be like this huge blizzard in 1977, which I think like obviously affected Canada but it, it sounded like it went all the way down to Florida like I heard that there was like abnormal snowfall in Florida which I imagine is quite you know if it starts snowing in Florida yeah. you go right, yeah. what is going on <laughs> yeah the world is um, ending but then obviously in places that are genuine like generally cold if it's happening in Florida it's going to be awful up there yeah absolutely and, and weirdly I've always thought that the album cover was like a child or like a doll or something but oh okay the, so the the cover is a photo from that blizzard of a yeah. man with frostbitten hands which now i think about it obviously that's true but i've yeah. just never really thought about that before no i've never i think i always thought it was like a boxer or something because his hands are quite right. swollen i assumed yeah. he'd like been in a fight or something yeah but yeah i don't know why i'd never picked up on it before but yeah it's, it's an interesting thing to sing about isn't it yeah obviously like it's a big issue but obviously they're doing it in their style so the chorus yeah. is nine, like oh no, this is the bridge. I think when he says uh, 1977, um, there's nothing you can do. The sky is going to crush you. Like that's such yeah. a them way of saying there's lots of snow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. This is also one of those ones with a really interesting because it's basically six verses in a row. They in yeah. the middle of it, they do like four or five verses and then they stop for yeah. like five seconds and then they just da, start da, again da, and da, do da. it and then and then they do another verse and then yeah. finally there's sort of a chorus, but. It's a chorus that only occurs like twice sort of towards the end of the song. Yeah. It's such a, it's such a weird structure. It is. And it almost feels like they, they're referencing 1977 secretly because they only do yes. it through like saying one and then a line, nine, then a line, yeah. seven, then a line. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's sort of like it's a, 
oh, we're not going to tell you this is what it's about. It's cool. And then, yeah, I mean, just keep it on wax. Just, you know, just continues. It's just another brutally just, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's just no rest. There's no rest. Card. No, there really isn't. This might be my least favourite song on the album. Not to say oh. it's bad, but I think it might be my least favourite. But this is the one we can talk about that addresses Better change the... my picks then. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, this is the one that addresses Jesse, the uh, drummer, leaving. Yeah. So he left. Apparently, they like announced that he'd left because he wanted to spend more time on like his family and, and his yeah. uh, wife or girlfriend or, or yeah. partner or Fiance, whatever. I think. Yeah. Uh, fiance, yeah. But then I read that in some interviews, he was apparently just absolutely slating them and like yeah. just calling them out for no real reason. And this song sort of addresses the fact that like, why why did you do that? Like, we were friends yeah. and like you yeah. left, and it was seemed to be fine when you left. Why did you bother? going after after the fact yeah, and like ruining exactly, our friendship yeah. yeah so so what is it you don't like as much with this song i think I, again i don't mind it. i'm not saying I, I i just it feels like this might be the only one that feels like a sort of album track to me okay it feels like Fine. like it's more it's like you say it's very it's very punk but there's nothing about it to me that like jumps out as like right you know as different to kind of everything else it just feels like yeah. a maybe like a paint by numbers alexis on fire track and again there's nothing wrong with that because i like alexis on fire but yeah. i just you know if there was one track that I had to go i would this would be the one that i would lose i think interesting i really like the verse how it's like it's just the the bass drum and then yeah the guitar stabs are like it's like bounce 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 yeah da, 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 da. I, I really like that because it's i don't know it's different to the rest of the album it's not like hugely just like the whole time <laughs> But it's, uh, I don't know, it's really interesting. They do love the stabs. You get some like really, really held distorted harmonics that like go on longer than like a sort of cleanly produced album would. So you like hear like everything in them rather than just like this. And then it yeah. fades out. It's just like, <laughs> like you hear the whole like thing, yeah. like for better or worse. The it, note it's losing quite... itself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is really interesting. Yeah. yeah. A nice big bass slide on this out on this song as well. Love a bass slide. Uh, I think this <laughs> might be this might be. I, I don't. I've just remembered. I'm just reading through the lyrics. Sorry, and I I don't particularly like the chorus in this. That might be another thing that drops it down oh. for me. I don't Times know change what it is and people about. change with them. Yeah, there's something about that that melody and that rhythm. Like it's like this. Yeah. You know, I don't know. There's something about it that's not quite as put together as the rest of the choruses on the album and it's not just because Fine. Wade's singing it but for me again like it's just my opinion and it's not like awful like I wouldn't skip the Fine. song so you heard it here first Alexis on Fire are shit are fucking terrible <laughs> we have wasted our time listening to Fine, Carl. alright well let's go on to To A Friend then do you like this one I, I mean have we, have we yet one. found a song that you like <laughs> I wish I love this song. I think this yeah. song's really this song's really interesting. It is. It's very different to the rest though. Very different to the rest. It's got again another really strange arrangement. It's got like seemingly reversed clean like shimmery guitars and Yeah. Like that what what's going on in that very first note? It's like a swelling yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. And then it doesn't come back know. for like 3 3 minutes until like pretty much right near the end, does it? Yeah. No, it's so strange. And like, the verse feels really strange. Like the drums in the verse, he's going like, he's playing like 16ths on the hi-hat. It's like this really slow yeah. feel. But he's going like... And it like, it all works together. And it just feels like it should. It feels like he recorded his drums and then they like recorded their parts. And at no point did anyone listen to what everyone else was doing. Like they just recorded them to a click and then put them together afterwards. Like, oh, that actually works. Yeah. But it really does. I think some of... Dallas's lines in this song feel sort of 
as close to city and color as you're going to get at this point as well absolutely yeah and i really i I think i mean as we've said they use dual vocalists or triple vocalists incredibly well anyway but i think in Mm -hmm. this song it's just so smart like lyrically between the two because they're sort of saying similar things but it's like one is like correcting the other sometimes so yeah in the chorus when he says when dallas says you shouldn't have to fight alone and then one of them says you shouldn't have to fight at all so it's like yeah. so it's almost like they're like two sides of a conscience or like mm-hmm. it, it's just really really smart songwriting i really it like it yeah me too it's such a great song and to come like 10 tracks in yeah it's very cool. And then, yeah, then that swelling guitar comes back and then you just get like a Dallas spotlight moment at the end of the song. What a voice. I know we've, we've sort of talked about it, but he's got such an amazing voice, oh, Dallas. Such Green. a lovely voice. Like, such I know, a ridiculous voice. I don't know. If you were like lining up like greatest singers of all time, he's, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't think he's holding up against Miles Kennedy in terms of like technical abilities and, yeah. and range and things. But I think he's got one of my favourite voices ever. Oh, absolutely. He's got like, it's so soft, but also like full voice you know what i mean it's mm, not he's not yeah. like falsettoing he's not just like 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 i love um bonnie bear but that kind of really falsetto falsetto yeah he's got that that like softness but also you can tell that he's giving it the beans yeah. i don't know how he fucking does it it's yeah. it's amazing um okay rough hands rough hands hey I a mean, piano a piano yeah, is if, a if you're 11 songs into an album why not start it with piano <laughs> i mean yeah why not that's a big ending song. Here's a piano and maybe yeah. a cello. I couldn't tell if it's. I think it's actually just like a swelling guitar that's really low, but it sounds a bit like someone's yeah. bowing. Something. I thought there would be. I thought there were strings in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, it's weird that you you think of strings as different to guitars because obviously guitars are a string instrument. But I know absolutely. You say strings, it'd be like oh, it's not. It's not guitar. It's strings. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a interesting way to finish the album again. But maybe it's because it probably wouldn't fit anywhere else apart from yeah. where. Um, you burn first is like yeah, right in the middle true. and then so maybe it had to go here yeah and I, I yeah I, I really like the song it's the it's sort of the first time that they each like take lines like instead of just one of them doing verse and one of them doing the chorus or one of them backing the other one up like they actually like interchange lines in the chorus like I'll do yes. this line you do this line and that's like, I mean a- any way they fuse their voices it just works really well yeah uh, and then again you, you get that sort of first time in the bridge it's dallas and then the second time you've got george like doing the same thing yeah it's very cool and it also it just feels like this is the first time in the album where guitarists and bassists aren't like trying to break their strings from playing yeah. so hard like they're actually just yeah. like slowing down they're sort of like yeah. playing at the speed limit almost yeah but I, I think it's i think it's a really strong way to finish the album even though Me it's too. an odd song compared to the rest of the album i think you know, I don't know, like whether an abrupt stop would have would have worked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it still showcases everything that they're about. You know, yeah. it's just in a in a different light. Like, it's not like George isn't in the whole song or something. No, and it's just exactly. Like Dallas and Wade or whatever. So, like, George is yeah. still there. It's just he happens George to be sort there. of shouting over low key, like you know, yeah. strums yeah. instead of frantic madness. Yeah, it's good. I like it. Yes. So that's. Uh, the end that is the end we are the end oh my god how do you feel about it rich i mean i probably know but how do you feel about it i quite like this album <laughs> okay it's uh yeah no I, I love this album it's definitely hall of fame for me i think it's like it's a really strong punk album i think mm-hmm. the their two voices is probably one of my favorite examples of a clean and screaming vocalist together yeah. i think they just do it perfectly pretty much every time 
and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just it's just got that sort of angst and aggression, but it's also got softness in it as well, and it's really fast, but it's also got Dallas's sort of side of things. It's just it's just got everything. It's great. Yeah, again, it's like nothing I really heard at the time. Um, I'm glad I mm-hmm. got into it later, but yeah, I kind of wish I'd been listening to it since 2006, to be honest. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I could listen to Dallas Green sing all day, every day, but. Yeah. The fact that it works so well amongst this, like perfectly, like you say, you wouldn't change a bloody thing the way they arrange everything. Um, could you pick three songs from the album? That's the question. I could pick three songs from the album, um, yeah. but it was quite hard and I'm still yeah. unsure about them, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, same. So I have picked, uh, I couldn't pass This Could Be Anywhere in the World because I think it's just an absolute masterclass. Sure. Um, I've also gone for To A Friend, track yeah. 10 because okay. I think it's really interesting and I love it. Uh, and then I couldn't pick between um, Boiled Frogs and uh, Rough Hands, the, the closing track. So Interesting. Uh, yeah, what about you? Well, you probably won't be happy about this, but I've picked Keep It On Wax three times. How do you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're an idiot. <laughs> uh, no, I also picked This Could Be Anywhere in the World because it's just incredible. Yeah. I also picked To A Friend because it's incredible. We're doing it. And then... You'll you'll be pleased to know that my third pick is one of your third picks. So I, I went with Bored Frogs. Well, then we're good to go, aren't we? <laughs> I think we're good to go with those three songs, if you're happy with that. Of course I am. Christ. Um, and then, yeah, and then if you want to listen to Rough Hands, you can just listen to the whole album as yeah, a piece. because you should. Absolutely. Yes, you should. You definitely should. Um, wow. Well, that's good. Nice three songs on the playlist there. Nice and easy to pick. Yes, for, for once. Cool. Okay, so should we figure out what we're doing next week for episode 49? Let's. So you've got the number. I've got the spreadsheet. I haven't yet got the number, but I've got the, the means to do it, Kyle. Okay, lovely. Okay, generating. It's number 15. Nice and low. Nice and low for once in its life. Mm. Oh, Rich. What's going on? What's going on is a mm. little album called Ride the Lightning by Metallica. Holy shit. Uh <laughs> Can we do uh, Metallica? What's the... Where are we at numbers-wise? Has it been enough time? There has been literally, by our own stupid rules, there has been literally the perfect amount of time. Metallica was 19. (laughs) Thank you, Random Number Generator. This is making up for giving us Disturbed a couple of weeks ago. (laughs) Excellent. Well, that's that's a rather good album, isn't it? I mean, I think so. Maybe I'm wrong. Probably do that without notes. I don't know. Should we do it right now? Okay, so. I mean, I could easily. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Very good. Very good. Very good. Um, Okay, cool. Well, that's... uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Yeah, just a bit. Not that we're going to give it away. No. (laughs) (laughs) Too late. Uh, Where can people find us, Rich? People can find us on Twitter and Instagram at ChewTheMetal. And you can email us at ChewTheMetal at gmail.com to suggest albums or to tell us how you feel about our opinions and picks and you can uh, despite where you're listening to our podcast now you could go onto the apple podcast app and give us a rating and a review which would really help us out and then you can go back to wherever you listen to and it doesn't affect anything from your side it just helps us out so that's great (laughs) yes please um cool okay well that has been alexis on fire oh also we should say this is episode 48 uh, for yes. episode 52 which is not too far away now no. um, obviously because we do it weekly that means the podcast will be one year old which is crazy and it's crazy to celebrate our uh, first year we're going to do a review of the, the 50 albums we will have talked about by that point so if you've got any uh, sort of things that you would like us to 
I mean, we're just going to, you know, just generally go through sort of stuff that we've talked about in the year and and, yeah. and sort of talk about what we found interesting and what we liked, what we didn't like and, and things like that. So if, if you've got any little topics or questions for us to, to delve into, then please let us know and that would make our make our show pretty interesting. It surely would. And I'm very much looking forward to the episode. Yes, me too. Um, okay, well, that's been Crisis by Alexis on Fire. And we're going to go listen to Ride the Lightning by the one and only Metallica for a week and probably for the rest of our lives. And then (laughs) we will see you then. Thank you. Bye. As a quick side note off the podcast, have you got your vaccine yet? Have you been, you must have been invited by now because I have. Oh, that was going to be my topic of conversation for the next episode, Kyle. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Leave it. (laughs) I can wait. <laughs> yes, you'll have to. Um, <laughs> On the edge of my seat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, let's just skip the rest of the album and next episode. <laughs>